Hello, good afternoon, evening, good night, whatever time it is that you listen to these types of podcasts. Thanks for tuning in uh, once again. Uh, I'm Bill O'Brien. I'm the host for the Lost Songs of Islands podcast. Um, we're going to look in this episode a little bit about another um, balladeer from County Tipperary. Um, I've mentioned him a few times. We've actually done a song um, from him back at the episode um, where I covered um, product placement in advertising. We, co- we covered a Darby Ryan song. It was Dwyer's Stout Ale. If you want to have a go back, uh, go back and re- re- uh, listen to that one, or give it a give it a listen if you haven't already. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about Darby Ryan. Now, Darby Ryan is is very very w- in his time was a very very big deal. Um, he was a very popular uh, balladeer songwriter. Um, he has one song in particular that is still in circulation um, in singing groups and folk circles. Um, which is the the Banja Pila, or otherwise known as the Pila and the Goat, um, which is fantastic. It's like it's give it a listen. I'll 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 play uh, me singing it in a, in a, in uh, in a short while after I've done the introduction. Um, it's essentially a narrative, um, a dialogue. Sorry, a dialogue between a goat being arrested by two of the town police um, that are out trying to arrest the goat because they don't like the look of him. And they want to deport him to Australia. Now, it's allegorical, obviously. Um, the goat represents an Irish Catholic under penal laws, and the police represent the police <laughs> under <laughs> the, the the British uh, RIC Royal Irish Constabulary, the Peelers, um, replica more or less represent themselves in this story. Um, it the story behind it is that apparently in Banja, which is a little town in Tipperary, small town just outside of Tipperary town, um, at the foot of the uh, Glen of Ahalo, well, it's ju- just up the road from the Glen of Ahalo, actually, it's right in the middle of it. Um, very, very beautiful area. Now, apparently back in penal law days, this probably would have been in the 18, I want to say 1820s, 1830s-ish, I think this was written. Appa- apparently there was a, a bit of a kerfuffle in Bansha Town where a few patrolling um, peelers, a few uh, RIC men, they thought they'd th- uh, heard or found something in the, in the road in the night time and sort of called out, nothing happened, and they went to investigate and it turned out to be a goat in the road. Um, I'd imagine it was probably a bit of a non-story at the time, but, you know, small villages being small villages, the word of this grew and grew and kind of picked up legs. Uh, eventually, it was talk of the town that the police had arrested a goat. Um, Darby Ryan heard about this and just immediately went off and wrote the song, the narrative of the story of some police arresting a goat. Um, I'll sing it for you now anyway. Um, this version is largely based around the version by Dick Hogan, um, which is on a record uh, an album of his that you can take a look at, Songs of Tipperary. Um, anyway, here it is. Here's the peeler and the goat. As Bancha peelers went one night on duty a patrolling all, he met a goat upon the road and took him for being a stroller And with bayonets fixed, they sallied forth and caught him by the wizen all. And then they swore this mighty oath, I'll send you to New Zealand all.
now mercy, sirs, the goat replied, pray let me tell me story, oh. I am no rogue, nor ribbon man, nor croppy wig, nor tory, oh. I'm guilty not of any crime, of petty or high treason, oh. I'm badly wanted at this time, for this is the rutting season, oh. Well, it is in vain that you complain and give your tongue such pride, law. You're absent from your dwelling place, disorderly and idle, law. And your hoary locks they'll not prevail, or your sublime oration, You'll be transported by Peel's Act upon my information, well, no penal law did I transgress by deed or combination, oh. I have no certain place of rest, no home or habitation, oh. But Pancha is my dwelling place where I was bred and born, oh. And descended from an honest race, it's all the trade I've learned, oh. I will chastise your insolence and violent behaviour, oh. It's down to Cashel you'll be sent where you will find no favour, oh. The magistrates will all consent to sign for your committal, oh. And it's there to court that you'll be sent for speedy transportation, oh. Uh, this parish and this neighbourhood are peaceable and tranquil, oh. Uh, there's no disturbance here, thank God, and long may it continue so. Your oath I don't regard a pin to get me my committal, oh. And me jury will be gentlemen and grant me an acquittal, oh. Uh, the consequence be what it will, a peeler's power I'll let you know. I'll handcuff you in all events and march you off to prison, oh. And sure, you rogue, you can't deny before the judge and jury, oh. You're in possession of two pikes and threatening me with fury, oh. I'll make no doubt that you are drunk with whiskey, rum, or brandy, oh. Or you would not have such gallant spunk for to be so bold and manly, oh. You readily would let me pass if I had money handy, oh. For to treat you to a potching glass. Tis then I'd be the dandy, oh. Okay, that was The Peeler and the Goat, um, or The Banjo Peeler, uh, written by Darby Ryan. Okay, so just a little bit about uh, the, the peelers uh, being referred to in this song. So the peelers, um, you've probably heard of this term before. It's, it's a, a, a slang word used um, even today to refer to the police. Um, it's it's a bit old old fashioned. It comes from Robert Peel, um, who was an MP uh, for the Irish Rotten Borough of Cashel at the time. 
Um, he was charged with setting up a state police force um, in Ireland to essentially keep control of the indigenous Catholic population. Now, um, what, he, what, what he set up was the RIC, the Royal Irish Constabulary. Now, the RIC were the first ever state police force. Um, their explicit goal, their explicit purpose was to keep control of the Irish uh, Catholics in Ireland who were being colonised at the time and to enforce penal laws. Now, penal laws, which are also referred to in the song, was was our, our Irish apartheid. Um, Ireland had an apartheid system um, for over 100 years. Uh, there was a set of hundreds and hundreds of different laws that were all constructed around um, keeping the Irish down, um, Irish Catholic, uh, the Irish Catholics down. Um, Catholics, for example... Um, couldn't hold jobs for the, st the uh, for the state. Um, we were we were banned from singing certain songs. Um, there was a, there was a lot of restrictions on what a Catholic could do, um, and this was generally aimed at removing Catholics from the economy, um, which very much led to subsistence farming among poor um, poor Catholic families. Um, where estates and land holdings were continually broken down um, into smaller and smaller holdings, um, which over a few generations pretty much forced almost all Irish Catholics to be completely reliant on small patches of land, which is why we grew potatoes in the early 1800s. We absolutely relied on the potato crop um, because of the penal laws. Um, so it was pretty much a, a, se a separate set of laws across the whole country um, that kept the Irish Catholics down in almost every way you can imagine and elevated the Protestant land ownership of the country that were largely British, um, in sorry, English um, plantations um, transferred power from from the poor uh, Catholic majority um, to the minority of, of powerful new, new landowners that had come over from England um, claiming property at the time. And bringing in a specific set of highly unjust laws uh, to to benefit themselves and to aid in the colonial process. Now, this is very, very, very similar um, to what we are seeing today happen in modern-day Palestine and for the past 75 years um, in the area that that is historic pa Palestine. Um, we we have you, we we can see today um, the effects of a colonizing force a hev heavily militarized colonizing force um forcing indigenous people from their lands um and bring it uh, bringing in apartheid sets of laws that those different groups have have to abide by that with the explicit the explicit um intent of these laws being to dispossess um indigenous people from their land and to make their lives as difficult as possible in favour of the colonisers. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of direct, um, there's a lot of very, very direct comparisons you can draw um, between Ireland under the penal laws and modern-day modern Palestine, um, if you wish to do so. Now, Darby Ryan himself um, was no fan of the peelers uh, at his time, obviously, if he's, he's writing satirical poems about them. Um, he actually... It's rep reported that he actually spent some time in Clonmel Jail um, as part of a protest. He took part in a protest against the Tithes Act in 1830. 
Um, and subsequent to that, apparently the building that the m he was at a meeting at got raided and he was hauled off and spent some time in Clummel Jail. Um, oh, uh, probably what probably it was a month of hard labour that he got. That seemed to be seemed to be the kind of standard first offence um, punishment that people were given around that time, based on what I've looked at. So when Darby had finished and uh, released, written and started singing and printing the Peeler and the Goat, um, its reception was absolutely huge, not just in Ireland. But it, um, it very quickly started being sung in Australia and America and Canada and all over, everywhere that, Amer that Irish people had, had emigrated to. Um, it was, it was imme immediately utilised as a protest song, um, sung outside courthouses whenever there was protests outside courthouses or against the RS RIC. Um, it's a song that would have been sung to provoke them. Um, and just or, or to kind of signal solidarity uh, with some prisoner or so someone in the in the courthouse at the time, but it, it was a very 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 well known song very very quickly after it was written. Um, pro uh, it was involved. A lot of people were prosecuted for singing this song. Um, I, you know, you can kind of read between the lines there a little bit. It's not like like any. I, I don't. It's not likely that anyone prosecuted for singing the song was just strolling down the street singing a song with their hands in their pockets kind of thing. Uh, there's almost certainly something else going on there. Um, but un under penal laws, it was possible to prosecute people for singing seditious songs, nationalistic songs, or it was to prosecute Irish Catholics for singing seditious and nationalistic songs. The Peeler and the Goat obviously is very seditious um, in, in its nature, it directly criticizes the police force around around people and the legal system as well, um, which is quite daring at the time. I will say, um, Darby Ryan signing his own name to a song like this was quite daring at the time for him. Um, it's it's a surprise that he was never prosecuted. To me, it feel it feels like the kind of um, seditious material that the RIC might want to clamp down on um, that a judge might want to pull him in front of a court from but I'm not sure that ever happened. It's reported as well that um, within a few decades of the song being published it got very very big in Australia in particular. Um, I think the government of Australia actually petitioned a reward um, for a, a, a fabled missing final verse of the song um, which did actually exist um, a, a direct descendant of Darby Ryan supposedly claims the reward for this. So just a little bit about the kind of um, the life and times of Darby Ryan. Uh, he was born in probably 1777. Um, his name is Dermot Orion and grew up um, in a townland called Ashgrove, um, which is just outside the village of Bansha. Um, Bansha lies in between the road between Clonmel and Tipperary Town. Um, it's very picturesque, it's a very small village, um, it's not really that much of note. It's as I said earlier, it's below the Glen of Ahalo, which is very, very impressive scenery. He was the second son of a farmer um, of the area, but uh, from a very, very early age, it was very clear that he, he was far more interested in music and arts and literature than he was farming. And he was uh, w well known for his rhyming skills, He's even as a young boy. Um, he attended a hedge school, which was the, on the only form of education that was even available um, to a Catholic growing up at the time. 
um, and a hedge school was more or less exactly what it sounds. Um, I've got a few songs about hedge schools. I'm thinking of doing a specifically an episode just um, just about hedge schools. But this th they were basically um, kind of half babysitting, half childminding um, services and half education services. Um, you'd find travelling teachers, uh, people that were literate that might have a, might owned a few books, um, would set up schools literally in hedges um, or farm little farmhouses or hidden away from the road. They, uh, n there was no no schoolhouses. There was no Catholic schools because this was this was illegal under penal laws. Um, and you, you'd have these kind of impromptu schools set up that could literally just be a shack behind a hedge on the side of the road in in, in the countryside. Um, people would drop off their kids um, the five days a week. They'd pay amount. They pay the teacher to mind them for that time. And the teacher would cover basic subjects, um, usually English, Irish, some basic mathematics, and whatever the teacher ha knew or whatever books he had. Um, they they'd cover. It was a very very basic form of an education, um, but it was all there was, and they were very very prevalent in the countryside in Ireland, um, very prevalent. And after finishing hedge school, um, he then went on to study at a seminary, um, where he was interested for the most part in languages, literature, poetry, this sorts of thing. Um, his studies at the seminary were cut very short um, with the death of his brother. His brother died and he was recalled to the family farm um, to, take, to take over the family farm. And um, this is not something I think Darby was very happy with at the time. Um, and he pretty much stopped writing for a, for a while at this stage of his life. But it wasn't long. Uh, it wasn't long at all after this until he started writing again. Um, Darby Rowan was a very nationalistic man. You can tell this um, by all the by all of his songs. He was clearly very, very nationalist. Um, now, for a lot of songwriters, it's very unclear as to their dedication to the Irish national movement because you have to you have to remember um, a balladeer was an entertainer. They were writing and singing songs for an audience um, to to please or to entertain as bit as a bigger audience as possible so and there's always there's always a kind of a dynamic where if something's very very popular um within the population that you live in and you're a writer you're going to write about that particular subject um but it does seem that Darby Ryan was very serious like he 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 went to jail like he spent time in prison for revolutionary activities, um, came out of jail and very quickly started writing seditious material. Like I, th I, th I, and and even from looking at looking at the actual stuff that he writes, it's it shows a deep understanding. Like it doesn't just, it's not just complaining about the situation. It's demonstrating an understanding of the of why the situation is the way that it is, um, and I think that kind of speaks a lot to uh, Derby's attitude uh, and understanding of British colonial uh, colonization. Um, he, he clearly understood the process, and I think that's key um, to, to his songs. So the, the Peeler and the Goat in particular, uh, the Banshee Peeler, the Peeler and the Goat, it's, it seems more popular now these days as a jig. Um, it's often thrown into sets in, 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 you know, in traditional Irish music. Um, and the 
the the the air to this song is unique. It was written to this song. Um, I'll play a little. I'll play a little snippet of the actual air uh, played by an orchestra because it's it's pretty catchy as well. And this is, it's a it's a tune. It's an air that has been used in a lot of other songs since. Um, so. Probably Darby Ryan's greatest legacy is is the tune to Peeler and the Goat. There's a lot of great um, Irish now traditional songs that were written and sung to it. An example would be the Recruiting Sergeant, um, that was played by Dominic Bean and also co- also played by the Pogues, um, on one of their studio albums. I forget which. Anyway, here is the air and the jig um, of the Peeler and the Goat. This is played by the Online Academy of Irish Music, and I took it from uh, YouTube, from their YouTube page. And I'll give you the first verse um, with the music behind it. Why not? I spent your pillars went one night on duty a patrol in only met a goat upon the road and took him for a stroll. Oh, with pain and specks they sallied forth and caught her by the ways they know. And they swore a mighty oath I'll send you off to prison. Oh, oh mercy, sir, the goat replied, come let me tell me story. Oh, I am no rogue, no ribbon man, no crappy wake, no tory. Oh, I'm guilty of not any crime, a petty your high treason. Oh, I was wanting at this time, this is the rotting season, oh. And this is just a quick snip of um, the same medley being used in the Pokes recruiting sergeant. As I was walking down the road of feeling fine and lucky, I were a good 
the sergeant came up to me, says he looked fine and cut the oath. For the king is in need of men, I can read this proclamation. No, a life in front is fair, then will be a fine vacation home. So Derby himself even saw the popularity of the air um, to the song. Um, d- uh, doubtless there were lots of parodies uh, written with the, to the same air, as is the same as any popular song, particularly a political song. Um, and much later on in his life, um, he wrote another song um, that was quite popular to the same air, um, which was called Ashgrove Old Bard, which I particularly like. It's um, one of my favourite uh, one of my favourite Irish songs that I've found since I've been digging around here, which is why I've been very excited to do this episode about Derby. Um, this one, it's to the same t- uh, air as the Peeler and the Goats, but this time, instead of a dialogue between police and a goat, it's a dialogue between the poet himself um, and death. And essentially, it's the old poet at the end of his life. Death approaches him and offers... And you know, says it's it's your time to go. Um, Darby Ryan re- replies to him, "No death. It's not. It's not. I've still got work to do. I'm a, I'm a sworn United Irishman. I need to fight until my country is free." Um, you know, de- death agrees to listen to his story. Da- uh, the the poet Darby then describes the plight of Ireland under British colonialism. Um, says that his you know his fight isn't over quite yet. Uh, death. Uh, considers considers his story and agrees with agrees with the poet that yeah okay, um your people have suffered enough you 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 get to live another day, um, and I really like that idea I really like that idea especially particularly from someone this would have been um late uh, this would have been in the eighteen fifties that he'd written this poem so not uh, I- essentially during during the tail ends um of the great hunger of Angortamore the Irish famine. Um, Darby himself would have lived through the famine. Um, now, it doesn't seem to have affected him hugely. Um, I think I'm, I'm it seems that he was from a fairly well-to-do farm. Um, I think he owned quite a large um, estate and possibly employed people um, for, for their farm. Um, Darby wasn't a tenant farmer. He could afford to go away and learn. He could go, he could go away and learn. Um, at the at the se- at the seminary that he did, that wasn't something that typical tenant farmer children could do. So he was he was quite well off, but he obviously saw and witnessed first and uh, first hand the same as anybody um, existing in the area at the time would have done, um, the horrors of on Gortamore. And I just I just really like the idea of him having a last dialogue with death um, before convincing death to let him live another day. So anyway, I've done a, I did a quick recording of this. Any, um, this is Ashgrove Old Bard. Ashgrove Old Bard, the die has cast your life to me, surrender, oh. A security I will not take if such to me you tender, oh. Your worldly priest did you prepare to pay the debt of nature, oh, which certainly is an inevitable fate to every human creature, oh. It's to your imperative decree I can have no objection, oh, e- but still there is no standing rule except in monostipation, oh. For a few words I've to speak, I hope you'll not excuse me, oh. 
And as I don't wish for a long day, I hope you'll not refuse me, oh. Proceed at once and take your ease, to you I will now listen, oh. And if your case be just and fair, to it I'll pay attention, oh. Some instances I will relate how our great population, oh, are treated worse than galley slaves and struggling with starvation, oh. Some were basking in their ease of plenty about ten years ago. Throw indignance had to emigrate to the Antipodian regions, oh. Victoria rashly sent her troops to wade in anti-Christian, oh, which was a grievous mortal wound to arbitrary Britain, oh. But now she's in want of paddy sons, but none of them he'll send her, oh. She said although she was his queen, she's not his faith's defender, oh. Now let Prince Albert lay aside his sweet Cremolian fiddle, oh, his gridiron domestic sword and sash around his middle, oh. Let him call them pious priests, a gang of surplus ruffians, oh. From Stockport mob of scavengers now face the hardy Russians, oh. A sworn united Irishman, I'll pledge myself till dying, oh. My conduct at principles and act, I'd scorn for to deny them, oh. If I was censured by some folk who were my persecutors, oh. Lord Edward Emmett, Samson Gore, and Jackson were my tutors, oh. Now my recital I'll conclude with this glad consolation, oh, that my oppressors soon may rule their hatred to this nation, oh. This vital stage I'll soon must quit as I am under seizure, oh. You may now act as you think fit, for your will shall be my pleasure, oh. With candor, honesty, and truth, you told me your short story, oh. You were oppressed likewise misruled by faithless Whig and Tory, oh. Your penal laws you were destroyed without the slightest reason, oh. Farewell, oh boy, I wish you joy and live another season, oh. There you go. That was um, Ashgrove Old Bard by uh, Darby Ryan, the Bard of Ashgrove. Um, I really like that one. So Darby died um, after that. He died a fairly old man, and he was buried uh, in Bansha Cemetery. Uh, his grave is still there. I actually went to go and visit it a few months ago while I was passing through Bansha to see if I could find it. Um, it was fairly easy. Um, in the old cemetery, uh, just behind the wall, it is... Um, there was about a year ago. There was a ceremony there um, to celeb to celebrate the life of uh, Darby Ryan, which I didn't had no idea was on at the time. And if I did, I would have definitely, definitely attended. Um, but and, and it and it's something uh, something to note as well. He's got a very he has a very strange headstone. Um, does Darby Ryan? It's a, it's an anchor. His his headstone is a giant 
I think granite, a granite carved anchor. Um, it's quite light in colour, and there's not really any clear reason why, because he, he, he had no connection whatsoever to the sea. He wasn't a sailor or the son of a sailor. There was no sailors in his family or anything like that. He didn't really write sea ballads as such. Um, so it's kind of a bit of a mystery why his gravestone has is in the shape of an anchor. But um, yeah, it's there to be seen. It's just over the wall inside uh, the old cemetery in Bansha, um, across from the pub. I'm going to wind up this episode here, um, and I'm definitely going to come back to Darby Ryan. Um, in fact, what I'm going to do with this one is there's there's one s one poem in particular that I really really want to share, um, but it's very long. It's an epic lamentation of of almost the entire history of Ireland um, since before even the Norman invasion that Derby covers in, it's a, I think it's 60-something verses. It's very, very long, so I'd have to recite the whole thing and that, that, that in itself could take 20 minutes and there's a good few bits that could do with dissecting along the way between the beginning and the ends because there's just so much pa packed into it. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to do cover... Uh, co cover the uh, Island's Lament uh, by Darby Ryan as its own episode. Um, I'll probably I'll probably have that one uploaded in the next week or so because it's 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 easy enough to do. It's just one poem. I just have to sit down and actually read the whole thing. And I don't. I have absolutely no idea the air to it. Um, but we'll deal with that one when it comes. As there's 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 a lot more I would like to cover with Darby Ryan as well, but I didn't want to cram it all into one really super long. Um, podcast uh, episode. Um, so the next one I'm going to do covering Derby is going to be just Ireland's Laments and a little discussion about all the yeah, errors of history that he, that he touches, which, which could be quite lengthy in itself. Um, and uh, at some point after that, um, I'm going to come back to Derby and have another Derby Ryan episode because he's got he's got a lot of fantastic songs that he's written, um, and I don't think he get he's gets the recognition that he deserves. Um, there's only th the only one anyone's ever heard of is the Peeler and the Goat, and there are dozens and dozens of really really high quality ballads um, that came from this guy that I really want really would like to cover in a bit more detail. So I'm definitely going to come back to him. I'll also note that Darby also wrote in Irish. He wrote quite a few. Um, nationalist nationalist songs in the Irish language, um, which itself would have been very seditious at the time. Writing in Irish was I, I don't I don't want to straight up say that writing in Irish was illegal, but it's something that could have got you in a lot of trouble in the in p or um, could have got you questioned very easily during penal law times. Um, and I'd like to get an an Irish speaker um, to sing a couple of the songs that I've gotten that I've collected from Derby that are in the Irish language because I don't speak Irish myself really um, I wouldn't do it any justice to try and sing in, in the language so I'd like to get somebody else to do that. Um, if anyone is a Goelgor out there um, interested in looking, trying to figure out the tunes for a few songs and singing them and putting them out there, do get in touch um, uh, I am Bald Bill B-A-U-L-D-B-I-L-L -L -L on Instagram uh, I've also got a Patreon which is uh, patreon.com uh, forward slash bill. Or if you Google any of these things, Google Lost Songs of Ireland podcast, you'll find all these links. You know how the internet works. Um, and yeah, thanks very, very much for tuning in. 
uh, to the Lost Songs of Ireland podcast. I hope you enjoyed a few tunes by Darby Ryan. Um, there'll be plenty more coming. Uh, as I've got quite a few uh, projects that I'm actively working on, kind of all at the same time at the moment. Um, so uploads are going to be relatively sporadic for a while, but that's just how it is. It's kind of how my workflow works at the moment. But um, yeah, if you do f if you do enjoy what I do, uh, don't hesitate to have a quick look on the Patreon to see if you feel like uh, supporting me. Um, it'd be fantastic. I'll be eternally grateful uh, to anybody who does. Um, I'm going to add a lot more content um, to Patreon as well. Um, I'm going to add, I'm going to focus on it a bit more over the next month or so. You're going to get um, for any paid subscribers are going to get um, lyric sheets of anything that I've found, um, links to sources. Um, as well as individual uploads of the so of the songs that I'm recording and uploading uh, to, so there'll be a lot more kind of actual direct sources that I've, I'll be linking to um, through through the Patreon. Just if if anyone's interested in the history side of things, or just you know, fan would would you know feels like you'd buy me a pint if you saw me out in the pub and I sang you a cool song. Anyway, I've been Bell Bill. This is the Lost Songs of Ireland podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll catch you again next time.